Sunday Scripture from All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas, where each week our ministry team will read through and reflect on the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass. Today we're looking at the readings for the third Sunday of Easter, which is April 18th, 2021. You can find these readings at usccb.org under the Daily Readings tab at the top of the page. Be sure to go ahead and subscribe on your podcast platform so that you don't miss any of our weekly episodes. Let's go ahead and read through the readings for this Sunday. Our first reading comes from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter said to the people, The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and del- I must have the first word. Whom you handed over and denied in Pilate's presence, when he had decided to release him. You denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. The author of life you put to death, but God raised him from the dead. Of this we are witnesses. Now I know, brothers, that you acted out of ignorance, just as your leaders did. But God has thus brought to fulfillment what he had announced beforehand, through the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be wiped away. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 4. Lord, let your face shine on us. When I call, answer me, O my just God. You who relieve me when I am distressed, have pity on me and hear my prayer. Lord, let your face shine on us. Know that the Lord does wonders for his faithful one. The Lord will hear me when I call upon him. Lord, let your face shine on us. O Lord, let the light of your countenance shine upon us. You put gladness into my heart. Lord, let your face shine on us. As soon as I lie down, I fall peacefully asleep. For you alone, O Lord, bring security to my dwelling. Lord, let your face shine on us. Our second reading is from the first letter of John. My children, I am writing this to you so that you may not commit sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is expiation for our sins, and not for our sins only, but for those of the whole world. The way we may be sure that we know him is to keep his commandments. Those who say, I know him, but do not keep his commandments, are liars, and the truth is not in them. But whoever keeps his word, the love of God is truly perfected in him. And our gospel for today comes from Luke chapter 24. The two disciples recounted what had taken place on the way, and how Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. While they were still speaking about this, he stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified, and thought that they were seeing a ghost. Then he said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do questions arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they were still incredulous for joy and were amazed, he asked them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it in front of them. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, 
Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Go ahead and pause here to take a minute to reflect on these readings, either by yourself or with those around you. Think about what's interesting, what stood out to you, uh, what questions you might have. Um, we've already had a chance to do that, so we're going to go ahead and jump right in. I think a line that sticks out to me is in the second reading. It says, those who say I know him but do not keep his commandments are liars, and the truth is not in them. And just that whole section kind of, it feels really relevant in the sense of I have this image after like reading this of people pinning against one another the way that they view what Christ would do in the sense of like, I think, in just the past year and so many things in like politics and with COVID and all sorts of stuff. Um, and even conversations I've had of people being like, try whenever like in a way of like trying to cope with this, they'd be like, oh, well, Jesus would do this in this situation or Jesus would do that in this situation. And then in conversations, at least that I know I've experienced, you end up, end up like pinning against one another. Like, I think Jesus would do this or I think actually he would do it this way. And then it creates like, even more of a conflict of who knows Christ more than the other. And it just makes me think like how little do we think, how in like realistically, how little do we think of Christ if we think that we can speak for him in the sense of what he would do in the places we think he's not showing up in our lives or the, the way he would specifically go about things in our lives, just as, as if we know him I don't want to say like well enough to plan out what his what his plan is, um, and so I think it's just a good reminder to right now and in all aspects of our life that you know we don't know exactly. We know he would respond to things in a very loving way. He we know he's in every aspect of our lives as long as we welcome him into that. Um, yeah, so I just think it's a good kind of way to reflect and kind of humble ourselves in a way to know that, you know, we we can't speak for him in any sense. You know, we again, we know he would respond and act loving in a way that is loving, but we can't say things like, in this situation, I know that the Jesus I know would do this or would do that in very, like, specific ways. I think for me, I'm looking a lot at the first reading, some different points that that really uh, stand out. Like the first one is uh, the author of life you put to death. Um, what that must have felt like to hear that phrase, that the, the author of life you put to death. Then to say, but God raised him from the dead, and of this we are all witnesses. The word witness in, in Greek is martyria, which we, we know is martyr, right? And so we, we look at that, and, and Peter is saying this, and I think, you know, with having the Acts of the Apostles come in terms of the Mass before the Gospel does it is kind of challenging to process through, at least for me sometimes, uh, because... Here you see they clearly get it now. They know what they're called to do. They know 
what the end goal is going to be, right? They, they probably all know now and accept martyrdom. Um, and so it gives him that faith and courage to be able to stand up and say, you know, you put the author of life to death. We're all witnesses of his resurrection. We were ignorant. And okay. And then I, I think the other thing um, that really stands out to me is he says, God has brought to fulfillment what he announced beforehand through the mouth of the prophets that his Christ would suffer. It's no longer like the Messiah that we're looking for as a people. It's God's Christ, anointed one, that would suffer. And that's why we repent, right? That's why we turn away from the wrong things that we've done. And it, it, there's still time to do that. Even though we were the ones who put the author of life to death, it was our ignorance that caused us to do those things and the ignorance of our leaders. Now's our chance to return and to stop sinning and to be better and return to Christ, return to God. I think what stands out for me is the gospel. Um, I really think of the gospel in talking about uh, the with the way, uh, referring to the journey of Irenaeus um, and how Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Um, and while it's referring to the Eucharist, I think it's also important to note that the breaking of the bread um, occurred every meal. It was the commencing of that meal. Um, and so like showing that Jesus shows up in the Word um, and that he knew that he's going to in wherever we are. It's not like that we have an easy place or you know, there's some, he's going to show up um, and encounter us where we are in our life. Um, I think it's also important to note um, him showing the apostles um, his hands and his feet. Um, that like it's him. that it's important that he's it's like his still the same body like it's not some you know, made up what you know like made over like it's him like it's Christ crucified who is now resurrected um, and that he wanted to see them to see him in that fullness not just thinking um, you know what we see in like totally his full humanity in this gospel I think one of the thing that's worth looking at in really in the first reading of the gospel is uh, you referred to it earlier Paul but the, um, the idea of like fulfilling promises um, Peter says it in Acts where um, he says God has brought to fulfillment what he announced beforehand through the mouth of all the prophets um, and then in the gospel Jesus is talking about the same thing um where is it there? Yeah. Um, everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And so I just, it just makes me think of um, there's a book by, I think it's Scott Hahn, of The Father Who Keeps His Promises. Um, and I mean, it relates to this, but more just in that, that term and that idea of like, God keeps his promises. He, that's the kind of God he is. Um, even if it's promises like these that took place over generations or you know hundreds or thousands of years, um, whatever it is that he's promising, he's going to make sure that it happens, even if it's not in the way we expect. Um, I just think it's a really comforting thought, but also an important thought of, you know, he also promised he was coming back and that he would, um, that he would, Judge us based on our deeds and on our faith and on the way that we live our lives. And so, if we can have comfort in the fact that you know he's um, he cares for us, we also ought to remember that he's promised um, to bring uh, the new heaven and the new earth in a certain way. 
uh, I think it's an important thing to, to remember. Well, that's all for today, folks. Thanks for joining us for Sunday Scripture. Be sure to join us again next week for the fourth Sunday of Easter. God bless.